0: You are connected to that essence. You are part of it. You are a contribution to it. It's not just out there giving to you, you give to it. It's a simultaneity of gifting and receiving between you and the whole universe. And if we can recognize that, what it gives us is it opens up to the awareness that we know far more than we think we do. We know far more than we've ever been taught. But what we've got to recognize is For me, a belief is basically a point of view that we end up adopting as though it's a reality. Our knowing is what is actually real and true for every molecule in the universe. But a huge amount of the beliefs we have, we've bought from other people. And and we have some weird, insane shit in our heads that we call our points of view, that we call reality. That is not where the beauty of our being shines. The beauty of our being shines when
1: welcome to the inspired evolution i'm your humble host amris sandhu and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow our mission here is simple it's for you to live your purpose live your best life live the life you love this podcast is sponsored by enthusiasm for life by great creation itself Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself do us a solid subscribe to the inspired evolution podcast on youtube the home of the inspired evolution podcast now sit back relax open your mind open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving welcome back to the inspired evolution we have with us Once, twice, for a three-peat, we have with us Dr. Dane here. I think you're officially the person that's been on the most times back and definitely requested by popular demand as well. People love having you on, bro. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you for being
0: here. Oh, man, always an honor, always a pleasure to be with you.
1: Oh, it is my absolute treat. And I know those tuning in, you that you love, Dane. For those that are tuning in for the first time, like I just alluded to, there are two other episodes on the Inspired Evolution with Dr. Dane here for you to please, please, please go check out. Those are... Humbly, we cover a lot of ground really fast with um, Dr. Dane, but I don't think it's got anything to do with me and my interviewing. He is a world-renowned speaker. When you see him speak on stage, it is quite the common thread that there is a lot of ground. A lot of things get unpicked really fast. He's the best-selling author of more than 10 books, and uh, he's widely known as for being the co-creator of Access Consciousness. Dane, welcome. Let's do this.
0: (laughs) Great to be with you, man.
1: Yeah, we were uh, talking recently. I missed you. You were down here in Melbourne and uh, I missed you due to some family reasons.
0: You, You avoided me. It's okay. We can call it what it was. No, I know, I know what you were thinking. You're like, if I get next to him, we're both going to explode. That's, you know, It
1: was a, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was sort of, you know, the Hadron collider of the two of us colliding in the same space at the same time. I did have my concerns in terms of what was going to be birthed out of that. So,
0: <laughs> You know, there might be a rip in the time-space continuum or something. So just like, Okay.
1: It was, it was more of a, it was a more occupational health and safety reason that <laughs> I didn't, I had, I had the humanity's best interest at heart by not showing up. But, uh... <laughs> oh man, talking a little bit about things colliding, um, and lots of different things happening. You've been moving around and traveling a lot recently. And one of the things I noticed that you've been talking about that we haven't really dived into in our past conversations Is using energy practices to navigate our life. Now, when I use the word energy for some people tuning in, and I know you've got, you know, for those people that are tuning into this inspired evolution uh, podcast that are access consciousness, like diehard fans, you know exactly what Dane is referring to when we're talking about energy. But I know that there are some people tuning in to this conversation for the first time, tuning into energy and going, okay, what do they mean by energy? Because for a lot of people, energy is something that is stored in a battery. Um, and then we're now referring to, you know, human energy. Is that just by like, you know, me feeling like I've got enough calories in my system? Are we talking about that sort of energy? What do you mean when you refer to energy, bro? Uh,
0: it's the amount of kilojoules consumed on a daily basis and whether that matches your biological output. No, just kidding.
1: See, I knew the excess, even the excess consciousness people are learning. things.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, so here, the reason I talk about it so much is because it's something we all get. It's just we haven't realized the thread of connection that it actually is. In other words, like when you follow your gut, that's following the energy that's being presented. And, you know, like if we look in, you know, I ask people all the time, I'm like, do you realize that you know more than you think you should be able to? And they go, no, what do you mean? I said, well, have you ever known not to do something and you did it anyway? And it turned out just as badly as you knew it would, even though it checked all the boxes, it should have been working, but you knew not to do it. And they're like, well, yeah, of course. I'm like, that right there is an awareness that you're aware of energy. So what that allows us, see, energy... From this concept, I, you know, Einstein said the entire universe, every molecule has consciousness and every molecule has energy. And so as we allow that awareness into our world, what we're really doing is having the recognition that this is something we already are and tuning our awareness to it, you know, turning the radio dial to the awareness of, oh, this is what's going on. This, I'm aware of this energetically. Like one of the things, and so it's interesting because, you know, you were saying we've never addressed this. Well, we've been addressing it all the way along. We just never called it this because every tool that I present is about becoming more aware energetically and becoming more aware, period. But from my perspective, true awareness is so... Consciousness. I do this work called Access Consciousness. Consciousness is where everything exists and where you can have connection to an awareness of everything, but nothing is judged. And if we can recognize that, what it gives us is it opens up to the awareness that we know far more than we think we do. We know far more than we've ever been taught that somebody could. And then what that brings up then is a distinction between knowing and thinking. And if you look at it, which is faster, knowing or thinking? Well, knowing. And can you know things that you've never been taught? Yes. Can you think things you've never been taught? Well, you can get there, but that's less about thinking. It's more about your knowing. And so what this whole idea of energy is about is that our knowing allows us access to a completely different realm of awareness and a completely different way of functioning in the universe that is actually how the universe functions that allows us to create fewer limitations, to change things with far more ease and to have far more possibilities and enjoy life more.
1: (sighs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for yeah, putting it so eloquently. And I know it's a big conversation. So in light of that, putting it so succinctly, it's remarkable for me that we're talking about this difference between thinking and knowing, because I've recently been coming home to this conversation in a sort of like a different sort of vein. But I think the two fields we can we can merge them and take and take the conversation um, a little bit deeper. I'm going to try my best. So I've been looking at beliefs for quite some time um, and thinking about the identity of an individual and sort of the identity of the issue. And I know, you know, you help unpick a lot of that through, you know release the judgment, release the story, you know, Um, and I've been learning that you can sub beliefs in and sub beliefs out of. I've carried that in my awareness for a while, but through also my coaching recently, I've noticed that there are certain points where you have what you call a belief, but you dive in a little bit deeper and you go, why do you believe that? And sometimes there's this knowing, and I've started calling it the knowing and it's like some part of me just knows I'm meant to be podcasting, speaking, coaching, doing this thing, right? It doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. Sometimes it makes a whole bunch of sense. But even before I was on this trajectory and doing the work that I was doing, there was kind of this inner knowing. I was always the guy that my friends were coming to for advice, et cetera, et cetera, having deep conversations. And I was just I was just the guy that gravitated towards. And I was like, there's just it's hard to describe the difference between a belief and a knowing, but it's almost like the belief is something you can choose. Whereas this knowing is something. I was almost going to say it chooses you in some way.
0: Well, it is what is. And, and the only time we created difficulty, see, here's the, so there's a couple ways of looking at, well, there's so many ways of looking at these things from, Different perspectives and each of us has our own life experience that has colored that our perspective of life itself and so but so our knowing is an acknowledgement of what is and the time we create a difficulty in our life is where we go I know that is what is but no I'm not going to follow that awareness I want to go over here I want it to be different so there My parents are unhappy. My friends are unhappy. I want them to be happy. Yeah, but they're choosing unhappy. That's what is real to them. I want them to be happy. So what do you do? You set about trying to make them happy, which we know is a fool's errand, and you come away from it less than unhappy yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas if we could follow our knowing of what is this person choosing and do they actually like that choice? Does it give them something? Not logically, but this is also... so this is where we go beyond logic, because logic does nothing other than make us very logical and very thinking. And so from my perspective, our beliefs, like you said, they're choosable, they're also changeable. But a huge amount of the beliefs we have, we've bought from other people. And so, and so if we can, if we can, if we can go underneath the belief to our knowing, What it does is it takes the beauty of a possible belief and allows all of that to actualize rather than where we seem like we keep missing the mark of what we know is possible. And and so if we bring it again to the conversation or the description of it about energy, well, knowing... Is about following is about the awareness of the energetics of everything and its current state its current choice how is it like in other words um, and uh, sorry my ADHD is trying to take over but I'm not gonna let it this time it's gonna be different Uh, so so that idea then is is a lot of our beliefs were formed and for me a belief and and We may have different descriptions of it, right? So for me, a belief is basically a point of view that we end up adopting as though it's a reality. Our knowing is what is actually real and true for every molecule in the universe.
1: It begs a question for my little trippy-dippy self around destiny. Is our knowing connected to some preordained, if it is part of what is?
0: Did you say Dane? Dane. (laughs) Preordained. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ever you ever talk to people like that? You're like, okay, um, enough about you talking about me. You know, enough of me talking about me. What what do you think about me? You know. <laughs> so back to destiny. Yes.
1: Back to all about Dane's energy. <laughs> talking about yeah, the knowing and yeah, like um. Yeah, when it gets to that sense and everything is, is everything fixed or is everything open? Is everything, no one knows.
0: See, so, so the other element we need to add to the knowing is perceiving. So knowing is knowing what is and what will be. Perceiving is the awareness in the moment of everything as it shifts into what it will become and also what it can become.
1: Now we're getting quantum, aren't we? Because when we're looking at something, we're changing it and doing things to it. Wow, I'm there with you. Okay, hello. <laughs> we got there really fast. I think we're only, I think we're ten minutes in, bro. <laughs> I think we're only ten minutes in, bro. We're already here.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, my beautiful friend. But the quantum knows that time is irrelevant.
1: <laughs> it truly does. You were saying something before I butted in. Yes, please
0: well yeah if we want to if we could look at like most people looking at quantum mechanics quantum physics the whole quantum conversation if you can look at the order of magnitude of basically like mind twist and explosion well what is really available is several orders of magnitude beyond that in other words in other words it's like we're we're, I, I was watching something with Neil deGrasse Tyson on it, and he said, you know, he, he was talking about alien visitation. He's like, probably the reason nobody's ever visited us is because we're like the dumbest idiots in the universe. Like, we don't have anything to offer. Why would you come here? You know, and we're thinking we're so highly enlightened. And he's like, look, think about it like this, okay? Like Stephen Hawking, you know, supposedly one of the most brilliant minds, and I do say mind on the planet until he died, Right. Um, now off the planet who knows um so he writes these scientific papers whatever and and i love what Neil deGrasse Tyson said he's like if an alien were to see that they would probably look and go oh look he's a toddler he can do what our three-year-old can do you know and and so to a certain extent the the rabbit hole goes really deep but really wide to truly being infinite and and so how do we navigate that well so we have the the mind blowing hopefully conversation that takes your mind and all of your points of view and goes, let's have something greater, let's have something different. But then on a so that's the larger scale that we look at. But on a practical scale, it's like, basically, it functions like this, what's true for you makes you lighter, a lie for you makes you heavier. That's how you start accessing your knowing. Now finding out what's light and heavy takes a while because we've never been taught that we know we've always been taught get the right answer because if you didn't have the right answer then you didn't do your homework and the teacher won't like you and your parents won't like you and you get bad grades and you're now a bad person now you're the bad sheep of the family so a lot of us were like dude i feel weird i feel different than everybody else but i don't want to be the bad sheep so i'm going to do everything i can to do well in school even though i hate school and i'm not having a very good time so i'm going to come to every conclusion that i need to and find out what the right conclusions are and therefore i will be able to navigate life from the right conclusions and we're still friggin doing it because we've never recognized we truly have choice
1: I've been contemplating this phrase a lot recently, which is I can either be right or I can either be loving. And I noticed recently you've been talking about you can either be right or you can either be free. And now it's starting to really make more sense the way you're describing this, because we try to do things that are right, but it's right by who is probably a very powerful question to be asking.
0: That and And the recognition in that, that our attempt to be right. There's a couple things with that. Number one, it cuts off. See, for any judgment or conclusion we come to, nothing, because we're this powerful, nothing that doesn't match our judgment or our conclusion can come into our awareness. Okay, so if we expand on this particular thing, why are we... Con-
1: because Sorry, just, just, to, just to jump in there for a sec, because you only see what you aim at, right?
0: Yep, exactly that.
1: Yeah. Please continue. Sorry, I just wanted it. Yeah.
0: No, it, it, it's beautiful. It's like, so we walk around with a massive amount of tunnel vision because of this idea of no, any point of view you take, that's all you see. Your point of view creates your reality. So when you see some two people experience the same thing and one person is like, wow, that was amazing. And the other person is like, oh, that was crappy. Well, guess what? This person has decided it's amazing. That That's the experience they're having. Why? Because of their point of view and whatever created those points of view, usually it's their beliefs, their previous points of view, their belief about the nature of reality that created what they called their experience, but it was actually their fixed point of view about it. And usually the person that goes into an experience and is like, wow, what else is possible here? Not, oh, it's this and this and this. In other words, the person going into the experience with less tunnel vision has more choice and has more possibility and and more capacity to see the possibilities in every situation rather than just judge it as right or wrong, good or bad, and, and, and try to reject it because that's the other thing that we are continuously trying to do is avoid and reject anything that could be painful or hurtful or wrong. And yeah, well, and exactly that. And then, and then if you look at that, then, well, why are we avoiding, if we didn't have the inherent point of view that we were wrong somehow, would we try to continuously prove that we're right, even though we believe we're not? And if we didn't have the point of view that we could be hurt, would we try to avoid and defend anything that could be hurtful? Or could we show up? And and right here in this conversation is what gurus have talked about for years, enlightened people, quote unquote, which is, hi, hello, everything. Hello, black, hello, white, hello, explosion, hello, water, hello, everything. Now, what can I bring to this world, to create it and craft it the way I would like it to be on my life on this level, but also us together, because this is our world. This is our home. We live here together. And whether you like the co-inhabitants of your home or not is irrelevant. It's our home. What we together are creating our planet's future. We together Are creating and have the capacity to create a sustainable living earth for at least the next 10,000 years, probably indefinitely. But we're treating it as though these people are wrong, these people are right, and more people are interested in the fight against than they are the fight for or the choice for possibilities.
1: This is really resonating very deeply for me because In this practice recently, of I can and you know the way I find you languaging it is quite powerful because it's you can either be right or you can be free, right? For me, I've been using I can either be right or I can either be loving, and I'm sure they mean pretty much the same thing. Um, We're getting into semantics potentially, but even just that, I've noticed when I'm I've given up being right I'm like just you know and I just, it, it takes work yeah like, as I know you know but it's like access consciousness is full of tools right these are tools to practice with and you know refine yourself with and as I've been sort of well not sort of as I've been applying this I'm noticing all the times my mind wants to jump in and go oh yeah but sorry let me just correct you there or and it happens in my relationship a lot with my wife oh my god am I trying to be right all the time goodness me and I've just noticed as I've tried to just soften that edge of just I don't always have to be right you know just let go of being right or just let go of trying to correct her just how much more accepted she has she hasn't articulated this but I can tell she feels more accepted because she's got more space in the relationship right and I can tell that I'm actually more open to empathize with her And things are getting, and that's just one relationship. And I'm noticing I'm applying that in so many different spaces. And I see myself doing it, catch myself again and again. I'm trying to be right, let it go. Just be loving. I'm trying to be right, let it go. In this instance, be free. Be right or be free. Just be free, be free. And I'm noticing exactly what you were sharing. Like, I'm expanding as I'm doing that there's no other way to really articulate it because my, my empathy is expanding my self capacity to like not have this tunnel vision actually is expanding. The blinkers are coming off. And like you said, I can palpably sort of, again, sort of, I can palpably feel the expansion that's sort of coming through with that and going, Oh, right. Okay. There is way more to what's going on. And you've just blown it out to the nth degree in terms of like, you are available to that feel, that essence of knowing if you weren't, in your own way in this way.
0: And that that's really what it boils down to is you are connected to that essence. You are part of it. You are a contribution to it. It's not just out there and giving to you. You give to it. its It's a simultaneity of gifting and receiving between you and the whole universe that you reject by, that we, shall I say, reject by the fixed points of view that we take, and by this necessity of rightness. And if you look at it, most people in their relationships, when there's angst in any way, or less than a sense of total awesomeness, you know, caring, gratitude, love, joy, inspiration together, one or both of them is trying to be right. And it's a pattern that we learned from the time we were tiny. I mean, who wouldn't rather be right than wrong? But then what's the underlying assumption in that? Oh, that there is right and there is wrong, which are both judgments. So we're in that need to be right. We're still living from a world of judgment, even though it seems like a better judgment than the judgment of wrongness. But the difficulty is that is not where the beauty of our being shines. The beauty of our being shines when we refuse to judge and when we can't be lured into judgment that's when the beauty of us for us and for others can actually be present and available.
1: At this particular juncture in the conversation, I'm finding myself coming to some conclusion that energy is like the currency of that knowing in some way, like the knowing energy is like this currency that can help us understand and transact with the knowing. It leads me to... Asking the next necessary question, energy blocks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've talked about energy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're, we're sort of there because we're talking a little bit about being right and judgment. And can you tell us a little bit more about what's in your awareness around where these energy blocks, you know, you. <laughs> access conscious and other things over 140 countries now. So I think, you know, you've got a bit of a data set on, uh, on energy blocks. Can you tell us a little bit more about them, please? <laughs> and where they come from?
0: Well, let's put it this way for, um, for any fixed point of view that we have, <clears throat> excuse me, for any fixed point of view we have, we create an energy blockage basically. And like in working with people on their body issues, which I get to a lot, uh, I have not found one time in working with hundreds of thousands of people over two plus decades right now, where there was not a point of view involved, a fixed point of view involved in what was creating the pain. And in fact, in helping them change their fixed points of view, they often get over what's going on. Like, I don't mean, oh yeah, they're healed. What I mean is there's some shift that allows them to go in a different direction. And so these, the energy blockages that we have in our world, we, to a certain, well, number one, to a certain extent, there are the points of view that we bought from others about the nature of reality itself. Yeah, it's social conditioning, it's um, social, societal, historical, Religious, governmental, educational—I mean, it's
1: <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Because as you're sharing this, I'm realizing it's everywhere. Like every time I pick, I even just walk down the supermarket aisle and I see that one standard of beauty blown back at me as I'm walking down the toothpaste aisle. Let's just say, right? Like that's what my smile should be looking like. It's just created a fixed point of reality, and it's being reinforced again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Poof, man, like there's a block right there. There's a block right there. And I, I just doing me just trying to do the right thing. Get toothpaste, bro. <laughs> I
0: know. You're like, bro, I just want my toothpaste. Stop it. What the fuck? You know, and especially when you have such a high level of awareness as you do. And as the people that listen to your show do, and I'm saying that as an acknowledgement, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up anybody's butt. I want this is an acknowledgement. You're highly aware which is why we started the conversation off with energy. You're highly aware of the energetics. Try this. Um, You could probably do it right now, or you can do it in the future. But like, think of somebody that you saw just sort of walking down the the toothpaste aisle, for example. How many points of view, or, or let's do this, how many either points of view or energies were you aware of in their world? More than 100, more than 1,000, more than 100,000, more than a million, which is lightest? See, you try to think, that's where we screw ourselves up, because we we use our thought process as a validator of reality that it should not be. And the way our mind works and the way thinking works, which is why I'm a much bigger fan of knowing than thinking, <clears throat> is The way thinking works is, and the way that that doorman, the validator of reality works is, if you have a new, like, that was a new question, probably a question you've never been asked before, okay? You know, like, hey, how many energies or points of view were you aware of? And you're like, oh, and logically, you go, oh, well, not, oh, I was aware that they wanted toothpaste. No, no, uh -uh. you know what you got? You got an energetic snapshot of their entire universe that friggin fast so but now also your mind then tries to reject that because so what i was saying is the way your mind works is
1: because that's pure chaos isn't it that's just too much chaos and then you're trying to make order of it and your mind is this humble little ordering machine yeah but the thing
0: is chaos actual chaos is the creative energy of the universe but we think chaos means havoc we think chaos means destruction but chaos is where one molecule can create a completely different world one choice can change your whole life And I see this over and over and over. And I also, I thought my job was to bring order to a chaotic world. I realized my real job in bringing more consciousness is to bring chaos to a world of order. Because all of our judgments create a fixed order that should not be violated and should not be broken. So with the mind thing, okay, so I say this thing that's like, you know, and your mind goes, oh, um, give me just a moment it's kind of like when when they used to have card catalogs you know at libraries you know and you'd be like yes um i would like to check out a book with the information about how much awareness did i have when i you know when i walk through and because i got asked a question i've never been asked before can you please give me the and she's like she goes back looks through all the card catalogs sorry does not exist therefore must be rejected have a nice day okay and that's the way our mind works it rejects anything we haven't previously validated Or that somebody else hasn't previously validated, which sucks because you can't validate miracles. So here we are. I ask how many of those awarenesses and you and logic kicks in about, well, how many could I have? Oh, maybe, you know, he's asking and I was thinking maybe like three or four. Maybe it's more like 12. I'm like, no, it gets lighter when I say over a million, which is weird. Okay, I don't understand it either. Like I don't understand it logically But I've trained myself to follow the energy where it leads. And in that, see, this energy is actually our greatest creative capacity and not esoteric. This is very practical and pragmatic, but it's so friggin' different that most people will try to figure it out and then try to reject it. But if you get, like, there's a lot of us that would like something different in our lives, right? Everybody listening, of course, and that's not wrong. You know, but then there's the the idea that you shouldn't want more. No, you're always going to desire more because that's you being alive. That's not wrong. But also be grateful for what you have. Okay. But how do we get to the more? How do we get to the change? The simplest way to start, because once again, most of us don't have, it goes back to the exact thing that I just said, whether it's information coming in, in our present that we cannot validate with our mind. So we reject, oh, it couldn't have been that. Okay, confirmation bias to a dynamic degree, okay, in the opposite direction, I guess, Um, non confirmation bias. Okay, but so we have that, but it also works the other way, where if you look to experience or choose something that you've never seen before, never personally experienced or had, your mind does the same friggin thing and rejects it. Or would it does say, oh, uh, this is a really big one. Okay, so here's the deal: you need to do this and this and that. and it gives you a checklist of three billion things. At which point you go, I don't think I could change that many things to get what I want. But the way we actually create is by inspiration. You know, it would be so cool if somebody did something on like inspired evolution. That would be that would be an amazing acknowledgement of how we actually create and can change things. <laughs> Wow. We create from our inspiration. How does that work? Well, like, let's say you'd like to change your money situation. And I'm sorry, I don't, there's almost nobody I know that doesn't desire more money. Okay. And, but it's not about the money. So let's take it out of being about the money for a moment. Let's put it into the energetics for a moment. Get the sense of having total ease with money. Because if you're going to ask for something, total ease is a great place to go because that means, It's not about, oh, I must have a billion dollars because that comes from need. Because we've decided the billion dollars will solve all of our financial problems and we'll never have to think again and never have to choose again. It doesn't work that way. We've got to keep choosing and creating. Otherwise, we're like a shark. We got to keep moving. So rather than doing it from that perspective, do it from what would it be like to have total ease with money? And just get the sense of that for a moment. Like, and, and notice where even with that one simple question, notice where rather than childlike wonder where you go, wow, I wonder what that would be like, which is awesome because we all love that. You know, we all love that, that, that sense of a, a new creation being able to be birthed. <clears throat> and then what we hate is all the shit we've decided we're going to have to do to create it. And then we get bored and then we never create it. But we love the dreaming. We love the pondering so let's use this to our advantage to create so one of the things you can do is get the sense of having total ease with money or if there's a particular amount that you're like i need this no I, I forget ease i need this cool get the sense of the energy that would be present in your life in the space if you had that amount of money or more okay so get the sense of total ease with money get the sense of if it's an amount fine but get the sense of the ease you know that could create for you now ask for that and all you got to do is go that's freaking awesome i'm having that and you go i'm having that no matter what it looks like no matter what it takes i'm having that no matter what i have to change having that no matter what i have to choose as long as it's in integrity with me but i'm also and here's the part where we stick ourselves because of our fixed points of view i'll have that no matter who or what i have to lose in order to have it And this is where we lie to ourselves. This is where we get in the way of our own creations because we have our beliefs again and our our fixed point of view, and, and we have some weird, insane shit in our heads that we call our points of view, that we call reality, okay? Like for example, if I have this much money, I will lose this person. And it's like, what? Or if I'm too happy, I will lose these people. If I'm too powerful, you know, like if you and I got together, dude, fucking laws of quantum physics going out the window, bro. You know that. I know why you avoided me in Melbourne. It's okay. He's
1: never getting over this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal thing. We're brothers. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm
0: mean, like, remember 2023 where you didn't visit me when I was in your country? I even had to go get a criminal record to get in. I mean, dude, how much did I do for you, bro? Um, (laughs) So we have these points of view and the thing that we so we've tied together what will
1: gain with our and it's a fixed point of view. It has nothing to do with what's actually real and true. And it's not evidence-backed in many instances as well. It's There's little to no evidence to back some of these points of view. They just exist. Like you said, it's wacky as. Sorry, I've interrupted. No,
0: but absolutely. But those are the ones that stick us, the ones that there's absolutely no friggin' evidence. But here's the thing. We learn to craft our reality from everybody around us. We're basically mimicking reality as though it's a form of creating it. So we... On the one hand, in our mind, we're like, I want that money, I want that money. By the way, eliminate the word want because the original meaning of want means to lack. People who have money never say, I want this, okay? Eliminate the word want. When you hear yourself go, I want, go pock and pod and go to theclearingstatement.com so you can start using that tool, okay? It's free, it's a way of changing things.
1: That's a game changer in itself, Dane. What you've just dropped on us is huge, yeah? Like, want literally just equals lack so every time you find yourself wanting and people i want i want i want i want i lack i lack i lack and you're putting out that energy you're putting out that frequency you're attracting more lacking every time you say i want more you're attracting lacking more and the hack is gratitude in there but please continue sorry i am just it's just such a big point it's a huge point man
0: well, we've, you know, I love speaking with you because each three minute segment could be a, a podcast of its own and a book and a, and a mini series and a, you know, and a class and a, you know, and a live in retreat and, you know, it's
1: like, look, I did warn the, I did warn the listeners, we cover a lot of grounds. <laughs> Hopefully they strapped themselves in. If they didn't, there's going to be some whiplash. <laughs> it's just how it is around here. <laughs> sorry,
0: did we forget to tell you to put on your seatbelt and put up your tray table? Sorry. sorry. Um... So we have, so what we've done is, is a huge part of the reason we will not allow ourselves to have what we say we desire is because we're afraid of what we've decided we're going to lose if we have what we desire, Mm. which is just, whoa. And once again, there is no, there's no evidence supporting that, that we would say there is our feelings. Uh, No, your, your feelings are uh, not serving you in this case. There is these tugs of energy once again, and this is why it's vital.
1: Yeah,
0: it does. It feels so it feels so. And we think that if it's that intense, it must be real and it must be the thing to be paid attention to. But in actuality, if it's that intense, it's not yours. Because think about it, when you're truly being you, are you really angsty and intense? Are you just like, oh, I'm good. How are you doing? Good to see you, brother good to see you, sister give me a hug right it's truly that intense it's not yours it's something that you bought at some point along and this is why we've also got to go to the awareness of energy because the things that we buy that become our points of view the things that we buy about the nature of reality that become our points of view they're not cognitive and they're not verbal they're all energetic and so recognizing when they come up, that's one of the things access has is tools to change that right away. If we're willing to recognize when it comes up. And if we go to once again, the conversation before of we will not allow ourselves to have say the money we desire, or the ease in relationship or the body because of what we've decided we will lose, but also all the other things that will come with it that we don't want to deal with. And so in my suggestion of getting the sense of having, for example, ease with money, having the sense of enjoying your body, having the sense of enjoying whatever it is you do for work and that brings in money and actually having it change and grow with you so it's different all the time, so you don't get bored. Like just that, if you just got the sense of all of that and just bask in it for, it can be a millisecond if you get it for just a, a, a moment and then go, okay. I don't know how to get there, but I'm having that. Dear universe, dear consciousness, please help. And once again, I'm willing to make any choice. I'm willing to change anything. I'm willing to have anything. I'm willing to gain anything. I'm willing to lose anything. I'm willing to lose, willing to lose anyone. Now, when we get to those last two need to, I know I've been talking about it quite a bit.
1: It's profound though. It's the ones that stick.
0: Cause it's, it's, it's so big. But what we've got to recognize is what we're avoiding in our unwillingness to lose is how things could change to be far greater than we could imagine. So we assume, oh, this is going to turn out like crap. Like, like I mean,
1: we cling. We, we're so attached. We cling. I can feel it. I do it myself. I cling to things. I cling to them, like not to let them go. It's just this attachment.
0: Yeah, and then what happens when, if you finally get to the place where you're willing to let them go, does it get worse or better? Like, does, does your space contract or expand?
1: It's profound because I've actually used the access tools of, like, through our work in just these episodes um, of Lightness before, and that has actually brought me to letting things go in the past, and I can put hand on heart and say, actually, yeah, things got better. But it was confronting as, and pardon me for being French here a little bit, and I don't think it's actually in French, but it was confronting as all fuck. It was really confronting. Every time I chose that option, it and I, I, I used the word confronting before when you were describing the letter, and I, and I get it. That energy is, it, it's, it's the intensity. And that was, uh, oh, that was huge for me when you shared the intensity is not yours. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm that took me down a rabbit hole so yeah you're right it's it's yeah it's the lightness yeah
0: yeah and and I would say that intensity for when you're fighting to hold on to something or fighting to maintain something or fighting for a point of view or fighting against a point of view that's when it's not yours and so one of the things that I've noticed because and here's the funny part is You know, I will speak about these things and people will automatically assume that, wow, it's always been so easy for you. Like like I don't I don't get confronted. I'm like, dude, no. I have been willing to stare the friggin' tiger in the eyes and go, you know what? You're either gonna kill me or I'm gonna kill you. Which is it? Let's go. And just keep walking. You know, and and I have had so many of these things that I'm talking to people about, which is why I'm talking about it, to try to Expand the space for people so they don't have to go through the suffering that I did, you know It's got me to a place where I didn't want to be here anymore, you know, and so this But if you've ever had the experience of of avoiding losing something or someone and finally for whatever reason It went away or the experience of one of the things that occurs a lot is um, for me and the work that I do is people will come to access consciousness classes And they will start changing really dynamically and they'll be like, yes, but I really want to have whatever this much money. I really want to be this, but I know it's going to ruin my relationship. And I'm like, "What? that doesn't that doesn't have the lightness of knowing to me. Like, is that your knowing or is that your conclusion? And they go, oh, that's what I concluded. Okay." And so we have we have what this thing that we just stumbled upon called presumptive realities. It's where we presume the nature of reality and then we either create it because we presume it or we avoid it because we presume that it's going to occur has nothing to do with reality. And so the number of times that somebody has chosen something they were avoiding, assuming, for example, their relationship, like I said, hey, Um, like, you know how in relationships there are lots of things we won't tell our partner for some reason or things that we've done or been or whatever, things that are going through our head because we're assuming it will get worse. And sometimes it will, okay, but we need to acknowledge a huge amount of the time we're avoiding having something different show up. And so when we finally do go, okay, I'm going to tell them or whatever it is, And they're like, oh my God, that is so wonderful. Thank you so much for telling me. You know, how many times has it actually gotten greater when we've just chosen? But that's choosing according to our knowing. That's choosing according to, because here's the other way it works is, and this is once again, going back to and forward with this idea of energy and our ability to be present with it and use it to navigate our lives. So if you get the sense of, loving your life and and just a few of the things like we were talking about before you could go down an entire list like um what would i truly desire if i could have anything if i had a magic wand and could have anything in the area of body um money uh relationships uh living situation geographical location job you know and get the sense of all of that and then ask for it like we've already done and gone through and talked about what that does is that takes you from the pigeonhole, the, the tunnel vision, where we're trying to get to the right end of the right tunnel at the right time in the right place, and that's the only direction we can go, and the only thing we can do, and, the, and we're not doing it right enough. And what it does is it expands it to where now anything that feels like that energy, even if it doesn't make sense, do it. Because that in that moment, the universe consciousness itself the entire universe whatever you want to call it spirit consciousness i don't care what you call it it is what yeah. is will contribute to you and is able to get its in it's able to get inside of this tunnel you've been walking in and contribute some light and space and different possibilities and open up other tunnels until you finally destroy the tunnel and have space but if we're just willing to follow anything that feels like that energy, that's a universe saying over here. OK, over here now. OK, over here now. OK, over here now. And I know so many people that have done that and created lives that are more phenomenal than they ever thought they could have. Where miracles keep occurring. That's how miracles can occur, because miraculous is what we truly are.
1: Because that was going to be my next question in terms of how do we cultivate more flow with energy. And we've discussed the blocks and I think that's a really in, like necessary step to understand what makes energy stick to understand how to keep it flowing. And I think we've been discussing it all the way through actually in many ways. Um but I do feel like I got to ask the question just to sort of allow you to answer it directly because the listener will probably want <laughs> That wasn't such an easy question to ask, Cameron. Why didn't you ask it <laughs> for my sake? But it's, yeah, it's, you know, and I, and I love, I love where you've just left off on the, you know, the when you allow the blocks to disappear and your judgments to soften your rightness, your wrongness, and all of that to just be free. And I'm really coming home to this there's a knowing of the ego versus the knowing of the spirit two polar opposite things almost um and just the like just how much more capacitated that moment could potentially be if you're connected to the energy and the knowing of your spirit to allow the universe whatever you want to call it like you just described to be part of not just your resources, but you're resourced by it. And you are one of its, re- I don't know, resources. It's like that. Like, how do you cultivate more flow, Dana? I've got to ask the question of energy. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's, it really is with everything that we've spoken about. And, you know, here's an interesting thing, because if this were an access consciousness class, you know, because in our classes, people get to ask questions freely, you know, and it's part of the class always, because their awareness of, hey, we're here, how do we get to here? It always contributes to everybody else, because we think we're the only one here, but guess what? <laughs> we're all there with you. You just don't see us, you know? So how do we, you know, how do we together go someplace greater? And so it's if I were speaking to you about this in a class rather than an interview and and we had some of the background of the access consciousness tools, what I'd be speaking to you about is actually a few things. One is we have a way of changing any limited point of view which is a clearing statement another way is to live as the question not as the answer like what else is possible here that i've never considered how does it get any better than this how much more fun can i have what's it going to take to create this with more ease what would it take for me to be the miracle i am what can i choose today to be the miracle i truly be and see miracles everywhere universe showed me something beautiful and miraculous today please thank you very much okay like these things and and notice how As I say it, it's like for me too, I get, you know, I get excited. I get like six year old. Yeah. Yeah. But that's us. And so what we've got to also be willing to do is to cultivate that as a vital element in the creation of our lives. Because what do we do? We, we hope if, and once again, this is all the beliefs, all the fixed points of view, all the presumptive realities that we bought from other people, especially in the way reality works, blah, blah, blah. But we've got the idea that, oh, I will get to be exuberant one day when I have checked all the boxes, when I have everything perfectly aligned, all of my ducks are in a row, and I have covered them with concrete and painted them pretty colors in just the right, you know?
1: What's with the sarcastic voice?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, um, of course, like, why are you being sarcastic about this? This is how it works, dum-dum. Yeah, right? Oh my goodness. So here we are, we've, we've got what really is once again, and then we have what we piled on top of it as though adding a system of judgment to our knowing will somehow make it greater and give us knowing of things we don't know. But adding a system of judgment on top of knowing is like putting a concrete block on top of a swimming pool. It just... Oh. and And so we if we're truly and my answer really about being in flow is when we're truly being us flow is what we are you know and people talk to me about being in flow and out of flow and i'm like what what do you mean in and out there's no in and out you are flow you know that's us and so Now, I do realize that also can be triggering to people because they don't have a sense of being that. So part of what I'm doing when I'm speaking always is um, doing my best to be congruent energetically with the thing I'm talking about. But a lot of these things I'm talking about, I do realize a lot of people don't think are them right now. But that's only because you're trying to think yourself into existence rather than be you, which is fine. I do it in areas still too, much less than I used to. But when I talk about this, you are flow, what I'm trying to do is inspire the being you are that's underneath, that's through all of this bullshit. And, you know, it's kind of like we're 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 in a big horse barn and we're scooping poop and trying to get the biggest scoop of poop out of the way because we know we're going to find the unicorn called you in there somewhere. You know, in other words, don't take what I'm saying to go, well, I can't do that. Take it as, wow, what would it be like if I am that, what would it be like if all these things? And, and by the way, what's true for you makes you lighter. A lie makes you heavier. We've talked about it. So don't like, feel free to take whatever part of this conversation makes you lighter Feel free to leave all the rest, you know. And maybe you'll come visit at some point in the future and go, "Oh, I get it now," because part of what I'm doing, and and this is, this is one of the interesting things in in being on a show like yours, because what you're seeking is what is. You're seeking to inspire people to evolve into what is, if I may say, you know. And so, but what here's the interesting part is, I come along and I have been literally exploring this idea of being and energetics for well probably my whole life but intensely for the last 23 years and so i'm like guys i have been to the mountaintop well okay i've been to part of the mountain i have not yet reached the top i will let you know when i get there but i have discovered many things and these will assist you on your journey should you decide to climb the mountain to your being and a lot of people like um now that doesn't match my flatland existence, so thank you very much. But you're crazy. Bye bye. You know. And um, so these things that I'm talking about, I realize where they can like smack up against. Well, yeah, they jar in a lot of ways. And and so what people have learned to do is is either accept it all, judge it all as good, or judge it all as bad. I have a different suggestion.
1: Stop judging. And we're right back there. We're right back there. You put the blinkers back on because you, and it's, and it's that knowing of the mind that's doing that versus the knowing of the spirit, right? It's that your ego is kind of like trying to make that it's that order making machine that's trying to make order of things versus trying to just embrace the chaos, which, you know, it's been kind of a trip because I, I think since we last spoke, I've become a dad, but. I'm not sure if I had my son last time we spoke. So I've, I've been a father for the last 18, 20 months, um, 20 months. Um, (laughs) thanks rather bet you're an uncle.
0: And yes, we had spoken right after. I think it was right after.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. So in that space, I have noticed that he doesn't have, well, at the moment he's learning some words, but he doesn't have language and we rely so much on language as a tool. And you start to really recognize that as when you're the parent of of a little one and watching him navigate. Right. And I'm like, but he gets, he can communicate everything that he needs to me and his mum. He's really good at getting things that other people can't even get out out of us. Right. And I'm like, what is this intelligence? Cause language feels very much like head intelligence and that ego knowing. Right. And yet, There's this, there's this intelligence that I'm looking at him and I'm like, whoa, like this is, you're intelligent in ways that I've shut down and I've just started getting super cognitive as I've become an adult. Yeah. But there is all this other intelligence of like, he knows. And like you said, it comes and that's really where I'm actually, now I'm, As I'm talking to you, come home to like walking to the answer to the walking down the toothpaste, walking down the the supermarket aisle and the toothpaste conversation. How many bits of intelligence are you open and aware to? Because I'm looking at him and dude, like, yeah, he's hyper intelligent, hyper intelligent, I would say. But he doesn't have language and it's (sighs) hyper
0: aware because and the reason I bring that up is because We have so many conclusions about intelligence being a function of mental capacity, which, yeah, cognition, but what he's got is precognitive awareness. And that is what we all had. And then like you said, we learned that we've got to twist ourselves into these mental creatures as we get older. And it's not doing us or the world a service. Is doing us a massive disservice to attempt to disconnect us from our knowing so that we can become more normal. So we can become as stupid as everybody else. You know, I say that and people get offended, but they have that point of view too. I just will put it into words, you know, <laughs> you know,
1: I have to ask, and I know we're going from a really deep conversation to something that's very 3d in some way, but I think this is the appropriate juncture. You leveraged all you know it like notoriety, I wanna say, but all the stuff you did with actions consciousness to, to found a day. International being you day, bro. <laughs> I was like, Yeah he did, course he did. <laughs> with the platform he's got, what the what else would you be up to? I'm <laughs> gonna get a day. You to know, call it Be you? (laughs) Can you tell us about International Being You Day, please, bro?
0: Yeah, it's a a celebration about our uniqueness, our true uniqueness, and the celebration of the gift that we each are to the world. And like it, and it's and it was because I wrote that book, Being You, Changing the World, back in two thousand and eleven, I think, and and back then nobody was talking about being you as a valuable product. And now it's freaking everywhere. I mean, Coca-Cola is like me, you know, like it's everywhere, which I just is so wonderful. So I, what I wanted to create was a day that celebrates us, but also that, you know, we're talking about energy in this conversation and that is how we are inspired. And we don't even realize it. Like you see some people, and they're just so present in a certain way or, or so happy or so funny or so intelligent or whatever it is. And, and it inspires. It kind of opens up your world to be like, oh, yeah, that's possible. OK, I'd like more of that. And that's really what the day is. So it's it's different each year um, because I don't know about you, but if I do the same thing once, I'm bored. So I ain't doing the same thing twice. But every year it is is grown and transformed into into giving people the permission to be their true uniqueness and and having the ease and the joy and the gift of being them in the world and so this particular day that's coming up in 2023 is going to be a lot of cool invitations and conversations with with some really cool people on different subjects and a the thing about it is it's for me it's all about the energy which is where anything that you do like international being you day anything that i contribute to the world what i desire it to do is go like this to contribute that to people now am i always successful no have i done things that i thought would do that that absolutely had the opposite effect yes so good you know But this is also the beauty of celebrating when we screw up and not having to try to prove we're perfect anymore. That's another thing the day is about is you don't got to be perfect to be you. And you sure as heck don't have to be perfect to be happy. And then you realize beyond that, the time when you're actually the happiest is when you don't give a flying F about being perfect or not.
1: Mm. You even made an app, code being you. Yeah,
0: it just came out. I'm so excited. It's so great, and uh, it's there's there's so many resources on it, and they're all free. You know, it's not like a paid app and an upcharge. And fuck that, no. Um, this is a contribution. This is just it's about inspiring you with you know with videos with questions you can ask with short audios where you know like and you'll see on the app it's like you know hey do you need to be uplifted do you need to have more awareness you you know like like where are you at what do you require what can I contribute and I have to I would love to take credit for the app but you know it's mostly stuff I've said or done or whatever but there's a team behind this baby man this app took a village and I, you know, and so anybody who gets it, please thank those people uh, and please get it. It's free. It's it's really designed to pay forward what this gift of exploring this realm of being has been.
1: Dane. I, for one, am really looking forward to May 22. <laughs> International being you day. I, um, yeah, just... Yeah, it just, even just looking forward to something that is like, be more you on this day. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, <laughs> just the permission slip that it's given me. <laughs> like, and just knowing that I've got to get a permission slip. I'm sure I'm going to do most of the same things, like, wake up, hang out, do something. But I'm sure it gives me permission to try something just that little bit extra wacky. And man, I. <sighs> Everything about you, Dana Love, especially your shirts. But nonetheless, we can talk about that another time. We've talked a lot today. <laughs> but bro, like thank you so much again and again from the bottom of my heart for yeah, just like and again, I I say this every time you come on, but it's true. I could just thank you for today's conversation. But it's at least the last twenty three years, if not like you said, in in a couple of instances as well, it's a lifetime's worth of work that informs this this incredible conversation that we get to sharing here and yeah I'm just deeply grateful man for you and just the way you continue to show up and make me laugh at the very least (laughs) (laughs) but honestly the expansion bits and today like I feel especially diving into the energy bits we've gotten the opportunity to yes the access consciousness tools but also understand a little bit Deeper underneath the mechanics of them, like this field of knowing and separating ego knowing from spiritual knowing and then also the the energy that the currency of, you know, what actually drives these tools and the mechanics underneath some of these access consciousness tools. Brian, thank you so much.
0: Oh, my brother, thank you. It is truly an honor and a pleasure. And I'd also like to thank everybody listening, because that we don't often realize what a gift our contribution of listening and hearing and opening up is because that's why we do what we do and when you actually get the gift of that that is an energetic contribution to us so yeah thank you my brother and thank you all
1: yeah. Thank you so much brothers and sisters for tuning in, as always it is mine, and I can say on behalf of Dane, I don't normally do this on behalf of the guests, but on behalf of both of us, it is our absolute honor to be your brother walking by your side on this journey, and our invitation for you is to just stay inspired, keep it going. <laughs> no! Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of The Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations, and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, try remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.